Hi, we're Nuria and Ray. Ray. I'm from Ethiopia. I'm from uh, Chicago, Illinois, originally. And we currently have two girls, six-year-olds and a two-year-old, and we've been married for nine years. Hi, we are Innocentia and Adam. I am from Virginia by way of Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, and Adam is... Uh, transported European to the New World. We have one daughter, Jaya. Adam has two daughters from a different marriage, and we have been married for seven years. Hi, I'm Aria. Hi, I am Samba. I'm from California, USA. And I am from Mauritania and Holland. And we do not have children yet. <laughs> Still sleeping in. <laughs> not waking up at six o'clock every not morning yet. yet. <laughs> and we've been married for five years. Five years. Yes. Wood, I believe. Uh, that is the year of wood. Yes. <laughs> five year anniversary celebrating. Hi, my name is uh, Marie-Thérèse. I'm from Rwanda. I grew up in Ethiopia, and now I live in Canada, in Toronto. Hi, my name is Kojo. Um, uh, I'm from Togo. I uh, grew up in Ethiopia as well, um, France, and, um, and now I live in Toronto. We, we've been married for a little bit more than 10 years today, and uh, we are happy parents of uh, three beautiful children, two boys and one girl. Hi, we are... Jürgen and Anna. We are from Holland and Panama and we have a lot of problems. Ah! We have two kids. We have a girl of 16 and a boy of 14. And we have been married for 15 years already. Uh, for the most part, how we met was Ray, me, myself. I gave her uh, my number on a receipt while I was working at Sears. She obliged and called me, and, and now we're here. Adam and I met through a mutual friend, his friend to be specific. I was interested in his friend. His friend was not interested in me and introduced me to Adam, and the rest is history. I was producing a short film. And I was an actor auditioning for said short film. And he got the part. Yeah. <laughs> for life. Uh, yeah, we met in an audition for a short film. A very, very, very Hollywood story. Yeah. But we started a conversation there um, that really just continued. It's Never still going ended. on. Still going. How did we meet? Uh, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Uh, really... Uh, it happened in Ethiopia, uh, summer in a, a summer in Ethiopia. So in August, for sure. Mm -hmm. In August, in, yeah. So I came back from. Uh, so I was studying in France at that time, and uh, came back um, to Ethiopia for uh, for the holidays uh, to spend time with my parents and uh, friends from uh, my uh, elementary school. And I guess a friend, a family friend, uh, presented us um, in one of uh, you know like the summer parties, and I guess that's how we we got the first contact. Yep. So our biggest challenge, I would say, was is raising the kids. 
We have two girls and sometimes we, because of our different upbringing, different culture, we sometimes bump heads in how we should discipline them. And um, that's one of our main arguments. No, it's not. It's, it's kids are just uh, just a lot. It's not about the raising and the discipline in them for the most. I, I don't. I wouldn't say that. It's just a lot of work for girls in general. Just for kids, not girls, but just kids in general. So you just don't get any time to spend together, um, for the most part, and you don't have any alone time away from the kids unless you go to work and it's technically not alone time so pretty much you're surrounded by kids all day it's it's just it's a lot uh so our biggest our biggest challenge um frankly we didn't really experience much of a challenge uh on the level of ethnicity or culture uh and primarily it's it's because i don't take white culture to be culture at all and so it's not something i'm imposing or am very much interested in. I think at the beginning, we ran into <laughs> a sticky spot with how to address our mothers, for example. <laughs> because from Samba's culture, um, you don't say, uh, or I should say in Mauritania, um, you, you should... don't call a mom by their first name. Yeah. Um, you show more like a, a mom or auntie or mama. Um, and so when I address Arya's mom till this day, I can't call her by her first name. So I call her Miss Kelly. Well, but that's still her first name. So yeah, this is where but, it gets Yeah, tricky. I know, I know. But I put a miss in front of it. Oh, because she refused, she didn't want But she doesn't want say, that because yeah. Miss Kelly sounds like I'm a slave <laughs> calling her, you know, oh, Miss Kelly. And she doesn't like that. She wants me to yeah. be familiar with her by calling her with her first name. Whereas in my culture, it's the opposite. It's yeah, like or I would say when I was first meeting your mother, it felt too, um, even though I wanted to address her with the utmost respect, it felt too formal for me to address her by Mrs. Schrutte. And it didn't feel like she wanted me to call her that. But then at the same time, I couldn't say Miss Awa. Like, I have a hard time even saying her first name right now <laughs> because when I did say that the first time, it was... <gasps> It was shocking, and I felt also it was too soon to just call her mama or auntie. So it was something that was it was tricky territory because we I was trying to have respect, um, but also trying to figure out <laughs> how to how to address her. Of course, now it's mama, and and, and I, I, I've, I'm slowly getting used to calling your mom Kelly. Um, thank goodness that our our dads on both sides were made it very easy to just be <laughs> just call me familiar. Yeah, with. yeah, exactly. So yeah, little things like that. Uh, the first challenge was. Um, what was your the first challenge with you? Seriously, it goes all the way back at the birth of our first child. Okay. Um, you told me that uh, your mom was coming to help and yeah. teach me how to shower a baby, you remember? Not really teach you how to shower a baby, but uh, <laughs> I guess uh, to come and show you, uh, you know, the African way, or, or I shouldn't say the African mm -hmm. way, but the Togolese way. I know yes. it's something done in uh, 
Ghana and Benin, um, and uh, you know it's yeah. something different. I was I was excited about it for sure. You know, I knew I needed it. You know, after you have you give birth, you're so weak, you're so tired, and any help is more than welcome, especially coming from your mom. And the funny thing, he never told me how uh, it was going to be. So for me, it was just you know. Showering the baby. I mean, for me, it was nothing special because uh, you know. You grew I, up with I, that. I grew up with it, yeah. so for me, it was something normal. But uh, at that time, I didn't really, uh, <laughs> I didn't really think about it like being something, uh, you know, special or something to. You yeah, know, to because warn when, you about. yes, when I saw the first the the showering process, I was a little bit surprised. You know, um, I don't know if you know how <laughs> uh, they bath. Uh, the baby. It's quite interesting and really long. <laughs> um, I really, I really like the way the mother put her leg in the bathtub and lay the baby on on her while showering the baby. However, I was not comfortable with with few things. Um, but but this is a way, you know, like uh, for from uh, from my mom, I guess at that time, it's something that she's she's been doing know, for years, I agree. you know. Yes. And this was uh, for her, it was like uh, something was natural, natural to natural. do on her uh, grandson, right? So. Yeah. So that was a challenge for me because first it's my mom, my my in law who's doing that, mm-hmm. and uh, secondly, that's my first child. So you know, to see your. The, the baby, you know, screaming for like almost one hour and uh, the hot water, you yeah. know, the hot water was a little bit shock for me. And but at the same time, you know, like for what, what I noticed is that after that bath, right, it was like a super like yeah. massage. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, after crying for one period, hour. Yeah. So, but what what was good is that I looked like, for me, the, the you know, our son like went to bed right away. And, you know, like, you know, one, a newborn, right? Mm-hmm. So it's more in a fittest uh, shape, right? Mm-hmm. And then I felt like that, the, this bath, like, uh, helped him uh, really, like, uh, stretch his arms and Definitely. legs, right? So, you know, okay, but I had to document it myself, and I noticed that not everything was bad, okay? Mm-hmm. And I decided even to continue with... Uh, I continue with this on my uh, other kids, you know? So you know it, that. it was not too bad at, at after all. But I slightly modify <laughs> the process by decreasing okay. by by decreasing the water temperature, for instance, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, the funny thing, <laughs> I know, you're going you're gonna to laugh at me, but it is true. The funny thing is I've shared this process with my two sisters and friends who had their babies right after me. So, oh, so I have to say it was not too bad after it all. It right? was not too bad, but that was the first challenge that, you know. I, I, I understand. I I'm trying to answer I the question. That. I respect that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> well, we always disagree about... Uh, the safety of our children. Uh, we have a bit of a cultural difference in the way we see safety of children. What uh, does my husband think about that? If they have to wear helmets when they're little or not, or <laughs> when they go on the bike or not, or when they go out or not, every time we have to manage that. Well, um, we think that... Um, it is not like we differ so much, but uh, we have different perspectives. So there is always a challenge when the children need to go out and now they are becoming adolescents and they are a bit older. So uh, we need to 
try to agree more and more what are the rules and what are the safety measures that we take. For an example, are there not too many snakes in the bush <laughs> or what? But it's Holland, <laughs> so there are not many snakes. <laughs> or if they need to have a helmet, if they have a motorbike or if uh, even on the bike uh, they should use it. But or the children just walk on the street. Yeah, exactly. So, but the children will really disagree if I say that they have to wear a helmet and my husband is a little bit more liberal if uh, they can go without it. So... Yeah, safety is one of our biggest, biggest challenges uh, all, always around. Next question. One great thing that we have in common. We don't have anything in common, on the contrary. Uh, some people may find it, like, I don't know, absurd or uh, may find it baffling of some sort. But it, truth be told, we just don't have anything in common. Uh, as uh, maybe the old agit going or saying is, opposite to track but again we just really don't have anything in common i guess to elaborate on that specifically is uh i like motorcycles she doesn't she likes going i like to eat i like food anything food related i enjoy i enjoy traveling yeah so she lives to eat i just eat to live as, as much as possible and i'll eat the minimal amount of food that i need just to stay alive, just so I can keep moving, just for the next thrill. So I'm a thrill seeker. She's a meal eater. And <laughs> we're still together. <laughs> yeah, like I said, a lot of people may find it like an anomaly, but uh, it's just weird. Maybe uh, maybe I we just maybe broke the stigma in a sense. If that's what people were trying to point to, like that's the smoking gun, uh, meaning. Oh, that's why you guys are together, because that'd be just factually incorrect. You know, some people might try to stretch for something and try to think about, well, what do you guys really like doing together? You know, I don't want to say we uh, don't, I don't want to say we tolerate each other. It's just, well, I wouldn't even say we compromise. We, we just understand we got to do things together. Um, and you just do stuff the other person like, you know, and just enjoy the company that they're with. But in particularly when you're asking, what do we have in common? Uh, again, it's 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 not uh, it's not anything that I can really relatively think of that we have in common. Again, you know, I uh, I like water sports. Anything that's got something to do with going fast or slightly dangerous, I'm for Adrenaline. it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a pseudo adrenaline a junkie. Like I, I like living stuff, just uh, doing stuff a little bit over the edge sometimes, um, but not, not recklessly. So yeah, she's not at all. She won't even break the rules, you know. I'm not even jaywalking type. Me, I'm like, yeah, let's jump out in front of this truck and see if we can make it really quick. So I'm on the edge kind of guy in a sense. But um, I love my life. <laughs> so as do I, but you know, you only in a sense live once, but. I'm saying you got to push the limits sometimes because that's what makes you or me specifically feel somewhat alive, you know, but again, not recklessly. So, yeah, I know that's like the longest question or I'm sorry, answer that we have. Um, but again, it's, it's just true that, you know, we said about this, I talked about this question for quite a while and try to figure out what we had in common, but I tried to articulate to her. Don't, don't try to make a, uh, you know, a triangle fit into a cube or don't try to make the square fit into the circle and vice versa. It's because 
we just don't uh, have what people traditionally think what in common is. You know, some people ask, what do you guys have in common? I'm assuming, I'm speculating at least, is, oh, yeah, we like to sit down and watch movies together. So that's what brought us together. Like, no, that's not this couple. Unfor well, I can't say unfortunately, but oddly, not this couple. Um, we're just, I guess, the two weirdos out there on planet Earth that don't have stuff in common. And we still, we really get along, actually. Uh, for the most part, obviously, we've still been married for nine years. So, I mean, that's that. I don't know if anything Nuria has to add. Knock yeah, yourself out. I was... The things I th thought we had in common are not. I mean, we've been together for nine years. So, I would, I would think by now he would enjoy, like exploring and trying different foods or even traveling but still a work in progress yeah on a traveling note I, I just I don't know I can uh always jokingly say I can travel on Google but the only reason I really like to I don't can't say like to travel but I don't mind traveling is because I can actually do the stuff that I like in a sense which is you know uh creating videos and um taking pictures uh, and just kind of capturing stuff uh, through digital imagery. So in, in a sense, it's kind of like I I don't mind what she's doing because I get a chance to do what I'm doing, but at the same time, we're still in the same space. So that's what makes it work. Um, and we're both enjoying ourselves with each other. I think that's the biggest thing is we enjoy each other's company uh, for the most part, you know. Minus hiccups and bumps, which is completely normal when you're living with somebody else, even married. So, okay. For the One thing we have in common is that we both love, 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 love movies and, and cinema. And Far Eastern spirituality. I'd say the ability to be silly laugh. and laugh at one another and laugh at ourselves. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's a great thing we have in common because that way uh, we don't take everything so seriously. You know, yes, some cultural things are very serious or families can take it as a serious thing. But um, I think a sense of humor at the end of the day is something that, that is very important and that just helps us stay human, stay real and focus on what's really important, which is love yeah. and unity and at the end of the day, respect for everybody. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, and I think openness, being silly, yeah. being silly I think it, it allows, it keeps our hearts open, yeah. um, to, to listen, to want to connect with one another. I think both of us are good at trying to, trying to put ourselves in the other person's shoes to understand where they're coming from. And that's really helpful, um, when our families are coming from very different cultural backgrounds. Um, but at the end of the day, we, we find the things that are more in common and we tend to find that there are more commonalities between our families than there are than differences. differences. Yeah. So. What do we have in common? Uh, I guess uh, uh, the fact that we lived in uh, you know, multicultural countries, like uh, growing up in Ethiopia, you know, like kind of uh, uh, Ethiopia back then was, or, and I think still now is... Uh, uh you know like a international hub or international carrefour in africa where you have mm -hmm. people from uh you know many countries coming to work there and then uh, 
you know, so you, you kind of live in a different environment. And um, how does it help us as a couple? Uh, I mean, that gives you open-mindedness, uh, right? You have to be able to understand other people, um, you know, so understand other cultures, understand why people are doing this and that. So kind of an open mind, you know, to, to go and, uh, you know, uh, do things with other people instead of just saying... Basically, yeah, basically we're very comfortable with everybody. It doesn't matter, doesn't matter your race, your background, and thanks to... That experience to yeah. that experience that we had. Well, one thing that we are always agreeing on is on the same values uh, to raise our children. For example, about respect, about uh, being cooperative, about being empathic, about uh, um, living together with the rules, but also with a lot of freedom. And in that sense, uh, we are always proud that at least we try to be a role model for our children. And if it's not, then I just say yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to say that I just push him to say yes. (laughs) But that's not true, Swat. No. (laughs) No. It's not, but uh, we are more or less thinking the same and that uh, helps. Yes, that definitely helps uh, to be in uh, one path. And of course, many times we have to find out what is uh, really what we agree on. Uh, but at least uh, one of the most important things that we see is that we need to be a role model in our lives, not only personally, but also for raising children. And especially when you have a, a mixed culture where a lot of misunderstanding can be mm. part of it. I think the only thing what really is necessary is to be flexible and not stay too strong on your own points and then it will always work. Yeah, that's exactly why I call my husband the oracle. He many times has a very, very clear definition of things in very short words. So, by this. Next question, two tips for a mixed marriage to work. I will start by saying being open-minded you need to be flexible because, for one, you guys come from different backgrounds, different upbringing, different cultures. So you have to be open and willing to also experience the other person's culture, um, language, and vice versa for things to work. Um, you might not like it, so just be open and try it and see Try to see through the eyes of the other person. Well, for me, I, it's just compromise. I mean, maybe the I got a little bit confused on the uh, the mixed marriage uh, question because I was trying to put it in a context and try to think about what the the person asking a question was uh, trying to get to or what they were specifically trying to articulate. But um, I think it it doesn't really matter what background you come from or ethnicity or culture, you know, to a large extent, in my opinion. It just simply just ask the person, you know, what do you into? What do you like? What do you don't like? And just talk it out. So sometimes talking it out means you got to compromise on the stuff that you like. But uh, I don't think it's really hard uh, with a quote unquote mixed marriage at all, be it. Know, culture differences or uh, 
religion, ethnic religion, you know, you could be black and you could have been a black person that was from Atlanta and I could be a black person that's from Chicago and we got two totally different experiences. So technically, I wouldn't say technically, but in reality, that's still two different cultures. So you would still be mixing in a sense. Um, so mixed race, mixed cultures, it's, it's very diverse. It's a very uh, deep question when you really think about it. So that's why I was just saying, you just got to ask uh, the person and, 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 and uh, somewhat just compromise uh, at the most. That's what you should do. Anything outside of that, you know, uh, that's kind of asking for a bit too much, I'd say. But uh, for sure, just compromise and uh Of course, communicate yeah. also. That's a big um, thing that you have to do. Communicate, be open, and talk about things also. Because the way you might see something might not be how the next person sees it. So communication is really key in having any marriage work. Also, regardless of whether it's mixed or same background, same culture, same religion. Well, I would say you just can't communicate in a sense. You got to communicate and understand. Because I can just say... uh, maybe a, a a sentence and I communicated it to you, but it could have been received the wrong way or your perception could have been totally different way. So you got to communicate to understand the other person rather than yes, just talking talk. something out. Yes. Yeah, but you got to elaborate on that. You know what I mean? You just can't talk it out because you could be saying one thing and you mean another thing and then the person could be hearing something else and it just, it won't work. So you, you, you got to actively listen and actually work on it. So that's my... uh four cents advice for mixed couples is not to take yourselves so or too seriously have fun my advice for uh, couples that uh, believe they're of two different races which is absurd they're just two different ethnic categories maybe is to laugh at yourselves and have fun with the whole thing because it's all uh, has a comedic uh, aspects to it. And if you look at those, and don't take it too seriously. Uh, you'll enjoy the life. Two tips for a mixed marriage to work. Don't do it, guys. Just don't do <laughs> it, man. Uh, no, I'd say um, communication, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to be very open in communicating and being patient in communicating with your partner certain cultural things that they might not be aware of or that they are learning or that they are just, you know, finding out that you don't think of. Yeah. Um, and not be so quick to judge them for it or, or penalize them for it or yeah. or be angry at them for it because it takes time to learn a whole new culture and, and, and how people adapt and how people want to be treated. Um, so I think just being patient and with your communication and open to it will help the partner find it eventually um, and learn to be respectful uh, yeah. of, of each other's cultures. And I think a willingness to want to learn and explore things together. So then when you're dealing with those those kind of moments, some things that you were raised with that, that your partner might be learning or just starting out with can be, it's an opportunity to start over for yourself, to make it fresh again f- for you. And I think that um, that's what makes things yeah. fun all the time and, and refreshed. And Well, and then just being able to have a sense of humor. Yeah. Laugh, because laughing. because if you take everything so seriously, 
uh, you won't have fun and and uh, you know your marriage will just be a challenge and an uphill battle the whole time so you have to be able to laugh at yourself, at yourself. not take yourself so seriously and just have a sense of humor about it all because we're humans there's always going to be miscommunication no matter if you're from the same culture or not but it's the willingness to learn the willingness to to learn together grow together and and be respectful uh of where the other person comes from i think yes and have fun have fun uh, i guess uh it's too hard to find the right balance uh between the two cultures uh you know embrace the two cultures uh, i think for me it's very important uh that I guess you embraced uh, the Togolese and the Western African way of doing things. And uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I tried to embrace the best I could. Uh, also the Eastern African way and uh, I guess your one. Yes, he, he likes to dance in Nori. He, he tried to dance in Nori. Yeah. It's so funny though, when he start uh, putting his hands uh, in the hair. Uh, no, definitely, uh, and on my fun. side, I try to cook his um, the Togolese food. Uh, yeah. um, right? Yeah, no, you do a good job trying. I mean, uh, that's one of the first things that really impressed me. Uh, one, even before we got married, is really that you uh, try to. Try. Yeah, no, you try to. Uh, I'm never know. gonna be able to cook as as well as your mom, but uh, as yeah. perfect as your mom, but uh, I'm trying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's the re having a respect of each culture, and we try to to show that in our in our in our home. Um, we try to share that with our kids. Uh, we make sure when we have like on Saturday when we have uh, the battle of the of the song songs, uh, we have a team Rwanda and team Togo. And guess what? Most most of the time, the kids they are on their dad's side, <laughs> that side. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. But the the idea of that is really to to pass on the culture. You know, even though we are here in Canada, um, you know, not a lot of community stuff to do with the kids. But uh, we kind of teach them the culture through uh, all these uh, videos, you know, music videos or sometimes movies. Movies, yeah. So they can kind of understand the, the culture of uh, where their parents are coming from. And one cool thing also we did, and, uh, it, you know, it, uh, it was a source of huge debates, you know, uh, when we got our kids is that, uh, yes, we gave them, uh, uh, you know, uh, both um, Togolese and uh, Rwandan, uh, middle name you know um just to show them that they come from uh, to uh, remind them yeah to, <laughs> to remind to them, remind them uh, you know of their like i guess roots right so mm -hmm. um that's what we did so we had a you know to debate on uh of course on the their uh, main names but uh you know it was pretty very simple to to come up with their uh, african what we call african names right togolese and uh Rwandan middle names. Yes, is it two tips now, or I don't know? Is there, is there another one? Uh, another one. And uh, having a, a good relationship with the in-laws, yeah, that's uh, that's. There's nothing to do with mixed marriage, but um, it's even more important when you are not from the same country. I think. Uh, to be accept accepted in uh, in the definitely, and I think it joins the point I had earlier, where uh, you know understanding uh, the culture, right? Mm -hmm. So 
you know, maybe in your culture, you know, people do things this uh, certain way mm -hmm. that could be offense, offensive of, uh, to, the, to, the, to the other culture. So you have to be uh, aware of that. And then, you know, the way you do maybe uh, one activity could be, uh, you know, not well received by the other, the other country. Well, about uh, advices for mixed marriages, as my husband just said, flexibility is uh, one of the most important things you should have in such marriages because there will be always a different way of thinking. Uh, even in regular cultures, you already have that. So in mixed marriage, uh, flexibility plays a very important role as well as uh, another important issue as allowing your partner to grow should not be a source of fear for one of the partners. In that sense, it's more about allowing if your partner would like to grow in one way or another uh, without being afraid that that will affect the marriage, but on the other hand, it will... Or affect your own position in the marriage. Exactly. Just give and then everything comes back without being afraid. Exactly, exactly. The fear is, is one of the, uh, the things that in many occasions, well, we all know fear is the base of all violence, of all discrimination, of all inequalities, but in our marriage we always try to, to be happy uh, allowing the other one to grow in the way he or she wants to grow. So, and when I admit that she's the stronger one, then everything is solved. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> no, that's not true. Because he's very strong as well. He looks very sweet, but he's also very strong. But we at least we are not afraid to, to support the other one when the other person needs support uh, to grow some part of their life, whether it is uh, professionally or personally. We, since we agree in many values, then we also believe in that the other one needs to grow or will grow and we also try to to give some space if it's necessary or well anyway we like to be together so yeah that's uh, the start eh, of all <laughs> <laughs> so two tips is flexibility and don't be afraid that your partner will grow because as my husband the oracle says you grow with them exactly that is the oracle advice okay <laughs>